Oh, yes, it's so blessed. It's a bless all these people. Incoming transmission. Engage house party protocol. Mark 4, powering up. Mark 17, powering up. Mark 44, powering up. All suits are online. Welcome to House Party Protocol. Power of Suits and welcome into another episode of House Party Protocol. My name is Will and with me today is someone that I'm going to dub Lord of the Discord. And that's the one and only Rob or Rylan as a lot of you might know him out there. What's happening my guy? Oh, hi. How's it going? I'm uh I'm I'm excited to be here. <laughs> yeah, well, it's your first time here, but uh, needless to say, you are an integral cog of the HPP family, you know, and, and I got to say uh, real quick, I really appreciate all the help with the Discord. You you are quite the guru with that, and it is greatly appreciated. Yeah, um, it was driving several of us nuts that there was no organization, so uh, I, I went ahead and... Uh, became roadie i guess and took on a suit <laughs> yeah yeah well it's uh it's great and the the discord is a little overwhelming now for me but it is a much better product for the suits that are out there joining us so again really appreciate that but we're not here to dote on you today rob but real quick tell the suits out there a little bit about yourself uh, my name is, uh, Rob. I typically go by Rylan, which is a very, very, very old name that started in 2003 back in a game called Ultima Online. It was, is a kind of a joke. Um, I've been gaming almost all my life, but I didn't get into tabletop until like 2019 when somebody talked me into picking up, uh, Sigmar. I didn't, I didn't like it at all. Um, but then I found uh, MCP just uh, just by chance, uh, like a week before lockdown happened. I bought the core set, and then uh, everything shut down, and I had nothing to do. So I built and paint and read rules, and I've been going since. Nice, yeah. That's uh, I think that's how it happened with a lot of us, and we're glad that you found your way here. What uh, what do you vibe with in terms of? MCP, do you just play everything or do you do you vibe with with one's particular thing? Well, I have like the worst dice on record. So it's, I just kind of play a little bit of everything. I think currently I am playing Guardians. I just picked them back up. I really liked them when they first released. Nobody was playing them. And I, I played a Guardians with Corvus Proxima and Reality Gem. So it's kind of Guardians. Yeah, and, hey, you know, works. Corvus loved the rerolls. So yeah. He he loves it very much. It makes him that much more dangerous. And yeah, Guardians is something that I will be uh, tackling very heavily. And I'm sure, honestly, that it's going to be very popular very soon. But I think we're going to have something else that's going to be proven pretty popular. Because, Rob, we got some spoilers recently. I mentioned them last week, but I wanted to take a real in-depth look at these new characters and tactics cards for Wakanda, and that is M'Baku, and we got the tactics cards 
Spirit of Wakanda, Jabari Chieftain, and then this one isn't for M'Baku specifically, but also Supersonic Annihilator. So that's going to be our main focus today. But real quick before we get into that, there is a little bit of news that I want to discuss that I don't know if it's relevant to MCP proper. But I do think it's relevant overall and one of those like keep your eyebrow maybe raised, your ear to the ground maybe to kind of, you know, read some tea leaves or something. And that is the news that Embracer Group is doing some restructuring. And for those of you listening and you're like, what the hell is Embracer Group? So Embracer Group is a, basically a hedge fund that owns multiple different gaming companies and the stuff like that. But the one that they own that's important here is Asmodee. So they, they own things like Crystal Dynamics, uh, Adios Montreal, THQ, Gearbox. I'm sure if anyone's gamers out there, you'll know what these are. Uh, Dark Horse Media, so like some good comic books and all that stuff. But Asmodee is the thing that they own that's relevant here. And they were talking about making the company leaner and stuff like that. And while I don't think that this means that MCP or Star Wars Shatterpoint or Atomic Mass Games in general is in any kind of danger per se, I just think this is an interesting thing. And I don't know about you, Rob, but I see all of the properties that AMG has specifically as profitable, at least from the outside looking in. I mean, the Shatterpoint launch has been great. But do you feel like that this is anything? Well, this is the first I've heard of it. So <laughs> um, I just pulled up uh, the first article that popped up and it's talking about closing studios and canceling games. And now I'm terrified. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, again, that that relates more to the video game side of things. But the reason why I bring it up here is because you just never know when these big corporate entities get involved it can trim the fat in any way that it sees fit, right? And so I thought, thought that this would be something to discuss before we talk about happy things because this is one of those things where it's like there's been no news that says Asmodee is in any danger of doing anything. And, and it's funny, like, when you think of the structure of these two organizations, right? Like Embracer Group is the, the like, tent around the Asmodee umbrella that contains the AMG poncho that within that poncho houses the games. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's a good analogy, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah, read, read scanning the article, it, it, it seems like it's going to be video game stuff because yeah. they own a ton of video game companies. They do. They do. But again, like I said... I, something worth looking into and you know obviously if you're out there do more research and if there's any news around Asmodee as it relates to AMG and stuff like that and any of this stuff that we cover on this show obviously we'll tell you guys about it but I just thought that'd be a, an interesting way to start the show but now Rob we have to talk about the new hotness that is M'Baku and yeah. yeah, I don't know about you. I'm stoked. Yeah. Like I knew absolutely nothing about this character 
until I saw the first uh, Black Panther movie and absolutely fell in love with Winston Duke as the character. Oh yeah. Um, and then when he, he when he was was back in the second, I was just like, "This is the guy. This is the guy. <laughs> this is the guy. He's he's that dude. Yeah, for sure." And first thing we got to do, as always, is talk about this model. And yeah, this is a very cool model. Like it's one of those things where it's like. To me, this is AMG at its finest, where like it comes with arguably one of the most dynamic models in the game in Claw. Mbaku comes with him, which that model is, uh, it's, I, I, I can't, I can't even, I can't, I can imagine it's going to be hard as heck to put together, but it's also an amazing model. But this one, I love this model and it feels really understated to me. Yeah, um, it's it's definitely not dynamic, but there's it's definitely got like the it factor. Um, he's it's just him standing there, like cape blowing in the wind. He's got the staff out to the side, basically come at me, bro. Exactly, that's exactly what it is. Like he, he's menacing, but not like it's powerful, right? Like it's it's very powerful. That's how I would describe it. Oh yeah, definitely. Which, which is a really interesting feeling for a model to evoke. But this is one of those where it's just screams power to me, and I, I really love that. But he's, he's also got a very large tactical rock. His, his tactical stone is pretty impressive. Pun intended. Uh, <laughs> but uh, do you feel like you're going to paint him in any kind of a unique way or kind of go with a little more traditional? I think I'm going to... If I'm going to paint him, I'm going to incorporate a little more white to signify the gorilla aspect of the character. But it's also, you know, his original characterization is a little bit problematic. So I don't want to go too overboard with that. And I'm not going to talk about it yeah. here. Just Google it. Yep. Yep. I, I asked a buddy about, hey, do you have any good M'Baku recommendations? He said, no, just watch the movies. Yes. Exactly. But I do think that, that it's interesting, like when you look at the card art, how how much white his cape has in it and everything. So I think that that'll be cool to kind of um, incorporate some of that aspect into this with like a nice dry brush or something. That is if I ever paint. <laughs> well, we we don't actually see the back of the model, but from the from the picture that we've got, it definitely looks like it's maybe a fur on the back. So that's that's definitely a... a you can get all the, the white in there. Yeah, definitely. Are you going to do anything crazy with it, you think? I tip, I'm not the best painter in the world. I try real, I try real hard on like a one to 10 scale. I think I'm like a four or five. Um, but I, I typically try and go with box art. Um, unless it's just like, like with a uh, Strucker, I Googled and I didn't, I did not want to paint all that green and yellow. <laughs> So I, I found a Google image for him that was like a black and red. And I was like, all right, we're going to go with that. But I, I, I like the, 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 the way they've painted it. I'm probably going to try and mimic it as best I can. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's cool. And it's a lot of skin tone, which I like painting skin tones. I think that's a lot of fun. So yeah. Can always get better. Always. So Rob, we have M'Baku with an alter ego of you guessed it, M'Baku. <laughs> it's, you know, this is, this is, we're getting deep here in the lore. So he has a top stat line with four physical defense, a two energy defense, 
a four mystic defense, seven stamina. He has threat value four, size three, and he moves medium. On his injured side, he goes down to six stamina. So we're looking at 13 total stamina here. And it appears as though he's on a 35 millimeter base. It's really hard to tell, but I think he's on a 35. Like when you see him and Claw standing together, they look like they're on the same size base. Yeah. I mean, look, I'm looking at it now. Um, if that's a 50, then that's a big model. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, but he's size three. So if he is size three and on a 35 millimeter base, do we have any other size three characters on 35 millimeter bases? Is Saber two? I don't think. Saber two? I don't think yep. we do. Saber two? He's Saber one. Saber two? Mm hmm. Um, that might be it. Yeah, I'm trying to trying to think, but Sabretooth is the only one that's coming to mind for me. Beast, maybe? Nope, Beast is on a 50. Never mind. Yeah, that doesn't count. Is Ur Ursa's on a 50. Ur yeah, Ursa's on a 50, yeah. So Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that and and so there's precedent for something like this, but I definitely find it interesting that he is on that size base. I I think it's cool. It's perfectly fine. But interesting. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what do you have for his top stat line? Anything stand out to you? Uh, that, that two energy defense. But, I mean, it's it, he's not the only person, the only character in the game with the two energy defense. You just kind of got to be careful with them. But I think the seven uh, stamina and six on his back probably help him out a little bit with that. Yeah, absolutely. I think that, that helps mitigate that two quite a bit. But the two is definitely eyebrow raising to me because with a character like Venom, he can get away with it because he can clap back and regain that health potentially. Agent Venom, you have to be a little bit more cagey with. M'Baku, I think you're going to have to work around that two energy defense a bit. And I also think it makes him less of a set it, forget it character. Yeah, he he definitely wants to get in with uh, the other stuff that he's got on his card, um, but I I think uh, I, I don't I think it's I think he's okay. I think he's gonna be fine. Yeah, I think so too. And speaking of stuff on his card, let's go over his attacks. Take it away, Rob. You just didn't want to read the first attack. It's okay. You're correct. Uh, his first attack is called Knob Curry or Knob Carry. Uh, it's a physical attack. It's range three, five, uh, five die for zero cost. After the attack is resolved, he gains power equal to damage dealt. He's got two triggers, the first being a wild trigger, pursuit, before damage is dealt. This character may advance towards the target short. Uh, and he's got a critical trigger uh, to push before damage is dealt. He may push the character or the target character away short. Nice, nice. I really like that. I think it's really cool that if you roll a crit and a wild, you can choose the order in which those activate because they're both before damage is dealt. Yeah, he's 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 got a range three attack that gives him a potential sneaky movement. Yes, exactly. And medium move, small base, it's a very common thing in this game, but being able to 
move out of action movement, if you will, is so good. And and like, yeah, this comes as part of an action. So maybe it's not an exact one for one out of action kind of thing. But I think you get my point, right, Rob? Yeah. I mean, potentially, if he's already in range, you could use this attack to get on a point um, if that character's on the point and then push them off of it. That's exactly it. And I love that. I love things that allow a character to reposition themselves while also repositioning the opponent. And I also like that this sticks on the theme with a lot of the OG Wakanda stuff of having those big control elements. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think he's going to, I think he's going to fit right in with just this attack, not to mention what, uh, the other stuff he's got. Exactly. Speaking of other stuff. Yeah. His, uh, second attack also physical wrath of the Jabari. It's range two, eight die for four power. Before damage is dealt, if the target character is size four or less, this character may throw it medium, which also fits in with the with the theme. And then he's got a, a wild hit trigger called Avalanche. After this attack is resolved, this character may advance short. It may then make a knob carry attack targeting a different enemy character. Oh man, I love this. Yeah, he's a... Uh, He's, he's, he's definitely a Wakandan. Um, he's got pushes on his, his uh, builder attack. He's got a throw on his spender. And then he's also got an advance on both. And he can make an additional attack. I mean, he's wonderful. Yeah, so a couple of things with Wrath of Jabari. Okay, it's range two for eight dice and four power. Which seems... Like a lot, right? Like range two, it's like, oh man, and he's a medium mover on a small base. Like, oh, you know, but he, he's he got that advance as part of knob carry. So non-zero chance you can close that distance, build some power, close that distance. And I'll explain why building the power here is important in just a second. But that I think is awesome that there's a synergy to it. You know what I mean? So like, if you're sitting there at three power and you're in range three of somebody, well, if you knob carry and you roll that wild, yes, you're betting on the dice, right? Like it is not a guarantee. You are betting on those dice though. But I mean, I don't know about you. I'm chasing that dragon all day long. Uh, every, all day, every day, all gas, no breaks. All gas, no breaks. Exactly. And with Wrath of the Jabari, get into that range to rolling eight dice. Yes, it's physical, so the best defense in the game typically, but it is before damage is dealt. Automatic size four throw. Medium. Medium throw, Rob. Wonderful. I mean, I love it. this is nuts. And what's missing on the text for this throw thing that we usually see here? Oh gosh. I know it's uh, a trick question. It's any direction. It's exactly. omnidirectional. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You're 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 definitely you're definitely throwing hulks into other people. I mean, and when you think about the power cost of something like this, right? So into a more squishy target, this is probably gonna do the trick in a lot of ways, which I think is is fine. This that's really good, right? If you attack somebody it's like an Agent Venom. Let's just use him as an example. 
this is this is a good attack into just a regular size two model. But into those bigger size models, this is awesome. And when you think about the cost of throws and stuff like that, and how valuable character throws can be, having a four cost character throw that can do up to size four, medium, omnidirectional, and throw dice at that character too, for me, that four power cost is very much worth it. And we are continuing this trend of spenders being worth it and trying to get into them more. Would you agree with that? Oh, yeah. And it's 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 great because you're you're taking out the little characters and you you really want to use this on your big guys so you can get that uh, additional chip damage on them. Exactly. Exactly. And not to mention, you're rolling eight dice, so your wild hit trigger that you have, which, again, I have more to say about this in a second, burying the lead here. You're so likely to get this. I mean, I want to say on eight dice, you're looking at like a 70% chance. If my math, I'm not good at math. I don't math good. But somebody out there tell me what this math is. But then he gets to advance and make a range three attack for free that builds him power that he can then potentially get another advance off of bananas. Yeah. This is insane. Yeah, he's, 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 he's definitely a very mobile character. Very deceptively mobile, I think. And look, there's going to be those games where you're not hitting your triggers. It's just going to happen. Right. I mean, shoot, Rob, you, you and I both know that <laughs> <laughs> when we gamble on those dice, they tend to let us down. Yeah, if only it was a skull trigger. If only, right? If only. I can roll those skulls and blanks for days. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, do you feel like, and these are all the attacks he has, by the way. Do you feel like that this, these attacks really fit with the character? Yeah, he's he's... Just, you know, from from what I know from just the movies, because I, I didn't bother comics, um, he's a very aggressive. He wants to get in your face. You know, he, he wants it his way. And these are these are very much uh, Winston Duke and Baku attacks. <laughs> yep, exactly. It, it feels thematic on brand. And as it relates to Marvel Crisis Protocol, I think this is for only having two attacks and and maybe I'm overselling it a little bit. Like I'm I'm, I'm cer certainly guilty of being an optimist, but these two attacks—they're nothing fancy in terms of the type of attack it is. But man, I I just I think that these are two of the best and most synergistic attacks that we've seen in quite a while. Yeah, and going with the current Wakandan playstyle, um, even if you don't get the damage through. You get the movement, you get the displacement, you, you're playing a very Wakandan-style game, even if you don't do the damage, which you kind of sort of sometimes don't want. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Wait, that, Rob, thanks so much for mentioning that, in that you don't even have to do damage to get value out of these. Yeah, for, for the, the, the builder attack. I mean, it lets you move the opponent, lets you move yourself. For the spender attack, you get to move your opponent. You potentially get to move yourself. I mean, they're great. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, I'm here for this attack suite all day, every day. But uh, that's not the only thing on M'Baku's card. He has a brand new shiny 
Wakandan leadership. And I'm going to mess this up. <laughs> Blessed by Gekre? Get gray. I'm gonna go with. Um, let me ask you: Is it blessed or blessed? I mean, it depends on where you're from, I guess. Exactly. I'm gonna go with blessed, just because it's. I'm gonna be like, you are blessed. <laughs> blessed. You just. Oh yes, it's so blessed. Just bless all these people. Anyways, it is a Wakandan affiliation, and once per turn, when an allied character is contesting an objective token and would be pushed or placed by an enemy effect, roll a die. If the result is a crit, wild, or shield, the character is not pushed or placed. I think I've seen that before. Yeah, I, I, um, I'm I, pretty sure, you know, um, Mbaku in the, in the movies is up in the mountains where it's cold, so uh, it's probably where he learned it from. Yeah, probably learned it from somebody that guards winter. Um, yeah. <laughs> but that's not all. Additionally, once per turn, when an allied character makes an attack, if there are one or more wild results in the attack roll, it may change one die result to a hit. Yes. Wait, wait a minute. Is, does that mean that when you roll your wild and no hits on Wrath of the Jabari, you get to do your trigger anyway? As long as it's not all skulls, yeah. Man. Yeah. Yeah, no, this is uh this is awesome. I'm I'm one hundred percent here for this leadership. It's it's great. It it lets me um finally go with a more aggressive Wakanda, not just uh not just uh sitting back and, and, and re rolling. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, and it's interesting because, look, it's still limited by a trigger that is roll a wild. So if you're not rolling wilds in your game, you're not going to get the most value out of this, which I think is why it has the additional effect of not being pushed or placed, which I think pushed or placed is a very interesting thing because that shuts down things like Strange Supreme. And and other, I think he's the only one that can place enemy characters. I'm not sure. I had to look mm. at. It's been so long since I've looked at all the other characters out there. But somebody out there is going to tell me that the other characters that can do that. So please, thank you. I appreciate it. But um, either way, being able to have a, you know, forty percent chance of not being pushed or placed off of an objective is really good. Yeah. Um I just I just I just love I just love this leadership. It's it's so good. It it makes other characters with less than good leaderships feel bad. It does. Especially it, especially once per turn. Exactly. Exactly. And and Winter Guards over here like, what about us? But uh it's interesting that whenever you have an allied character, so if you go through and you think about other characters that need certain triggers, I think this is really cool. So characters with rapid fire hit triggers, so like somebody like Mystique or something like that, but when they roll that wild but they don't have anything else, they can boom, now they're going to get their rapid fire, which I think is really cool. Or Bucky even. Oh, yeah. As an example, right? Like Bucky is already a staple in a lot of Wakandan lists, but now when you put him underneath M'Baku's leadership, 
I, I think he just gets that much more dangerous. Yeah, and I did the I did the math on his uh, his spender attack. Yeah, uh, you've got a you've got a sixty four percent chance of of rolling it, but you have a seventy percent chance of a single wild. So, so um, when I said seventy, I was pretty close. Good. <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing: seventy percent chance to roll that wild, and then boom, you roll a wild, and you're playing under Mbaku's leadership. Trigger that, and Bob's your uncle. So, yeah, I love this leadership. I think it's, it's I don't, I'm, I'm going to be hesitant to say one of the best leaderships in the game without having any playtime with this model, but, and it's, it's dice dependent. It's, I mean, it's definitely in the, in the A tier, if not, if not getting into that S tier, it's, it's pretty good. It's pretty darn good. And uh, it's one of those things where Wakanda and how they play it, everything, it's a weight of dice situation. So, I mean, if you're just throwing enough dice at the problem, you're going to get use out of this leadership. And we're going to talk about some ways that that can push forward as we get into this character. But I want to finish off this character's card here. So we have an active superpower called Strength of the White Gorilla. It's going to cost you two power. Choose an interactive terrain feature of size three or less and within range two and throw it medium. This superpower can be used only once per turn. So he can't throw characters with his throw, but it's a very efficient throw in that it only costs you two power. And if you're playing it right, you could potentially like knob carry into Wrath of the Jabari, into another knob carry, into a Strength of the White Gorilla. Like, that'd be the most bananas turn. Yeah, once again, he's 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 all gas, no brakes. I mean, that really, should be on his card. He really is. And it's a medium throw for two power of size three. So that's potentially four incoming damage that your opponent has to block. That's a lot. After potentially taking an eight die attack, a five die attack, uh, a five die attack. Right. right. Uh, actually, no, I'm sorry. It would just be the eight and the five because the second, the follow up, uh, trigger on uh, Wrath of the Jabari is a different character, so... Hey, still throwing a ton of dice. Yeah, I mean, you're potentially a five-die attack and an eight-die attack into one character, and then a five-die attack and then a throw into another. Yeah, and let's just... I want to I wanna say something. I want to illustrate what can happen with this character. So let's say he wakes up from being dazed, and you have priority, and you're within range two of someone. <laughs> you can Wrath of the Jabari... Advanced short knob carry, Wrath of the Jabari, advanced short knob carry, into Strength of the White Gorilla. Like, what the heck? Like, that is insane, and I so want to do that. <laughs> With the way our dice are, I'm, I'm sure it's a, it's a definite possibility to happen probably in your first two or three games. You're probably right. Look, I don't want to, I don't want to do, necessarily kill someone. I just want to see that happen, because... That's four attacks in one round, not including the potential Wakanda forever turn that you could do with this guy. Like, <laughs> what the heck? With with that on the table, though, is, is do you think that that might be an incentive for your opponent to not attack him, to not feed him power? So I think let's finish up the card first before we have that discussion, because I think that's an interesting 
thing about this character. All right. So great throw here. Nothing more to say about that. Then he has three innate abilities. The first, Chieftain of the Jabari. He always has these three things active. Chieftain of the Jabari. This character <laughs> cannot be pushed or advanced by the special effects of physical or energy attacks from characters of size three or less. I love this. He's got anti-Shuri tech on his card. He's got anti a lot of things tech on his card, if you think about it. I mean, he's basically the counter to Wakanda in a lot of ways, but there's a lot of things that this shuts down. So I love it. I love it. Yeah. And I, I find it fun that they included the size three or less aspect of it because it, I mean, it just feels thematic. Yeah, they got to be bigger than him. Yep. And then the next innate power, solid frame. This character does not suffer damage from collisions with other characters. So throwing Hulk into him will do nothing. <laughs> throwing him into other people is fine. He won't take the damage. But, you know, <laughs> that's awesome. And then lastly, he's immune to stun. So good luck taking his power away. Uh, yeah. A anything to say about these innate powers there, Rob? I, I definitely think the uh, not being pushed or advanced and the not suffering collisions with other characters definitely is, uh, is, is nice. Um, uh, he's going to get attacked by energy a lot, so not being pushed or advanced by energy attacks is wonderful. Um, and not suffering damages, it means, you know, he won't, he, he, you can't just throw him into people and tr and try and plink damage him. You've, you've got to actually go into him to take him out. Yeah, exactly. And now I want to come back to what you said about maybe the opponent ignores him to not power him up. I mean, how do you feel about that before I say my piece about it? I, I think it, he gives your opponent, uh, difficult choices. Cause you know, you don't want to, you don't want to, they don't want to attack him because they don't want to give him power because they don't want to deal with potentially getting wrath of the Jabari. But I also think that you should definitely be uh, afraid objective wise of, of just the knob carry because he can move your people off of points. So um, he, he gives, he, he's definitely a good piece to bring if you want to give your opponent those difficult decisions. Yeah. I think it's an interesting discussion, right? Because Power starving characters is definitely a strategy that is valuable and can be employed. I think it's going to be very hard to deny M'Baku power. Yes, he's going to have his, it's just five dice. It's physical. There's a ton of defensive tech out there for physical attacks. You know, putting him against a character like Luke Cage or Iron Fist probably isn't going to net you much in a, in a general sense, right? So... I think your target acquisition with M'Baku is going to be very important for his power generation, but as an opponent to someone playing M'Baku, I just don't think there's much that you can do to slow him down, really. Because if you look at what we went over here, right? He's got a free attack in Knob Carry, his builder. He's got a spender in Wrath of the Jabari that costs four power, and then he's only got one superpower to use. One superpower. 
and that's the strength of the white gorilla for two power. It's a terrain throw where he has to be within range two. Yes, it's medium, but really he's not going to be spending his power that often on strength of the white gorilla, I don't think. Because there's other characters and stuff like that. I mean, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, he 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 doesn't really have ways other than his his spender attack and and the the superpower. Um, but I I also would like to point out that you know he's he's just outside of the sweet spot on dice rolls. You know my my uh, my grunts with their four dice attacks usually do more than people with five and six dice attacks. And his wrath of the Jabari is eight, and we all know seven is the sweet spot. Right. Seven is the sweet spot. Look, that's that's the that's the, you know, put a cherry on it, some sprinkles, set it, forget it, sweet spot. <laughs> but it's interesting when I think about what he's spending his power on, and with Wrath of the Jabari regaining that power potentially, not all four of it, I would imagine, but some power potential regain. I mean, that's I, I just don't see how. Even trying to deny him power is this going to be a tall order. So how do you deal with him? Do you go into him with energy attacks? I don't hate that, but you, you better, you better finish the job. Yeah. And he also brings to Wakanda, um, another target. Cause right now, uh, anytime I've brought Wakanda, you know, it's, Panthers is always the target. They want to get him off the table as soon as possible. Well, you've got M'Baku now, and if you decide to go into Panther instead of him, he's he's got to make you pay. And if you go into him, you give him power, and if you don't take him out, he's going to make you pay. So he's he he definitely brings that that muscle that Wakanda desperately needed. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, he is for real, a big-time missing piece of Wakanda that fits with what they want to do, but also opens up new play patterns for them, I think. So, let's now talk about how he fits within the Wakandan structure before we get into these tactics cards, because I want to talk about the tactics cards, but Black Panther has been the Wakanda leader we've had since darn near the game released. He's had a couple updates. Everything's great on his card. He's he's still awesome and underplayed, in my opinion. And the King of Wakanda leadership ability, spend a power, re-roll one die during the di modified die step, is a great leadership. Do you feel like that M'Baku is there to shore up the bad Black Panther matchups? Or do you feel like that maybe M'Baku is a nice compliment to Black Panther, and you can have them both on the tabletop at the same time and feel pretty good about it. Yeah, um, with with Mbaku releasing, I I think my core is definitely Panther, Mbaku, and Killmonger. Um, because Killmonger likes both leaderships, um, and with both of them on the table, it definitely opens up the... Uh, it, it, oh God, what's the tactics card that lets you switch leadership? Versatile strategy. That's why I brought yeah, this up. It's 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 definitely a, a versatile strategy situation where you maybe start with uh, 
Panthers, and then if you see him getting focused, you swap to Mbaku, and then you start the the hopeful clapback turn. Exactly, exactly. And I think the versatile strategy is really worth discussing here, and I'll read it again. I've read it a couple times before, but I think it's worth talking about. Unaffiliated active tactics card. An allied character with an active leadership may play this card. So it has to be played on your turn, and it has to be played by a character with an active leadership. So if they're dazed, they can't play it. You may choose a non-active leadership ability of an allied character in your squad that corresponds to your squad affiliation. The chosen leadership ability is now active instead of the current leadership ability. All effects of the original leadership expire. Now, I don't have a ton of experience with this. I've played into some versatile strategy Avengers lists before, but in terms of how this impacts Wakanda, I think early you start under Black Panther's King of Wakanda leadership. That way, when you're defending and dodging, so as you're getting set up, you're able to potentially dodge. And I also think this is relevant for what your crisis is, right? Like if you're going into a spread out crisis where standing on points is going to be important, maybe you just go Mbaku all the way. But if you're a little bit more clumped, a little less dynamic movement involved, I think you could start under King of Wakanda and then transition into Mbaku once the fight gets rolling. Oh yeah. And uh, it's, it's, you definitely would probably want to start with Panther if you're going into the more attrition teams to give yourself the ability to roll additional die. And maybe later in the game, uh, when some pieces have been taken out, if you've still got both Panther and M'Baku, you swap over to M'Baku. Yeah. To, uh, to, to attrition back. Yeah, and that's the thing. I think M'Baku really does bring a nice attrition option because... For each wild that you roll, like you you roll, I don't. It's not a for each ability, but when you roll a wild, you're automatically gaining one additional success. Yeah, uh, it's it's similar to uh, the new Modox, but his is attack and defense. I, I think with it just being for attacks, it it definitely brings that more attritiony playstyle to Wakanda, and Killmonger's there for that all day. Exactly. Exactly, and that is another character that I think this is extremely relevant for. And, I mean, I just, I think this is great, and I think Killmonger loves it. I mean, he rolls that pierce, then he's getting another success through. I, I mean, that's nuts. Right? It's nuts? Yeah, yeah. nuts. Nuts? Yeah, because... Killmonger, on his Vibranium Weapons attack, he rolls that wild. And now that single wild that takes away a success from your opponent becomes two successes. It, it's it, it, And it's a pierce, so it, it's, it's, you know, even better. That's what I mean. You roll that it, it one is, wild, yeah, one wild, three successes, that's great. It's nuts. It, it really compounds, I think, and and makes things very interesting. But... Now let's talk about these tactics cards. And I want to remind everybody what Wakanda Forever is because it is the best tactics card in the game. I will say that right now. And it is much better now. <laughs> so <laughs> it's a Wakanda active card. 
any number of allied Wakanda characters, so they have to be Wakanda characters, may spend one power to play this card. Each character that spent power may immediately perform an attack with a power cost of zero. So characters like Black Panther, his attacks are range two, so you gotta be close. M'Baku, range three, and he can push and reposition himself. Shuri, range five. Koye has both a range two and a range four attack. Killmonger has the range two vibranium weapons. Even Storm has a range four attack. That's right, she's Wakanda affiliated in case you forgot. But uh, yeah, like best tax card in the game, that's Wakanda. And now let's talk about Jabari Chieftain. What do you think, Rob? Uh, I, I like Jabari Chieftain. It gives him another way to spend his power, and, and it uh, Killmonger absolutely loves this card. Okay, so why don't you read Jabari Chieftain so people can have some context for what you just said. You didn't say read it. You just said, <laughs> what do I think about it? Okay, it's Jabari Chieftain. It's a Wakanda-affiliated card. It's active. During another Wakanda character's activation, M'Baku may spend four power to play this card. M'Baku advances towards the active allied character medium, and the active allied character adds two dice to its attack rolls this activation. So read read that last sentence slowly the, yep, and with the yep. sauce. Put the sauce on it. Put the sauce. Put the, sauce. the active allied character adds two dice to its attack rolls this activation. Exactly. So... It has to be another Wakanda character's activation. So why do you like Killmonger for this card, I wonder? Man, because if if you've got four power on M'Baku to use this card, he gets to give Killmonger two additional attack dice. And if Killmonger has three power, he can use Usurp the Throne and gets to add two more attack dice to his attack rolls when he's attacking the enemy character with the highest threat value. Mm. Man, it's wonderful. Mm, yeah, so you can potentially add four dice to Killmonger's attack rolls, and it's if you're attacking the highest threat character for Usurp the Throne in instance here. But even without Killmonger benefiting from this, a character like Okoye rolling six dice on a strike or seven dice on a vibranium spear thrust that has a wild flurry and a wild pierce. I mean, that's, that's, that's some potent dice power. Yeah. Um, I just, I just really, I really like this card and it's going to be wonderful to play. Um, <laughs> it's just yeah. it's just it's just great uh, Mbaku uh, maybe he he doesn't he doesn't uh, uh, Wrath of the Jabari for a turn and he saves that power and he lets somebody else just go ham yeah so think about it like this right yeah you've got four power like we talked about I do not think Mbaku's gonna have a hard time gaining power ultimately again dice are gonna dice it is what it is but I ultimately think he will be fine on power, especially if your opponent says, cool, two energy defense, let's go into him. Then you're really Gucci on it. 
But what makes yeah. this so interesting and I think very good and um, very eyebrow raising, keep your eye on it because it's going to be awesome. Activate Killmonger or, or really any Wakandan character other than M'Baku, but I think Killmonger is the one where it kind of really gets into the most dangerous use case. So you activate Killmonger. M'Baku spends his four power, advances towards Killmonger. Killmonger gets that two dice. Great. Killmonger says, okay, cool. I'm going to usurp the throne into Hulk or Malekith or if there's a five-threat character, Strange Supreme or Cable or whomever. Or there's a tie for four-threat characters. Cool. Pick a four-threat character. They're dead. Anyways, you do that. Then... You can Wakanda forever before you even get to Killmonger's actual actions. So you're rolling potentially nine dice on a builder free attack with Wakanda forever that costs Killmonger one power. So if you have four power on Killmonger, you can do that play. You don't even have to do it like that, though. You can say, okay, cool. I'm going to do one attack with Killmonger, get some power then activate Wakanda forever, even if you don't have the four power. So, like, the stacking of all of this, to me, is huge. It does, it's not, like, the easiest thing to pull off, I don't think, but Killmonger being such an efficient killing character and two VPs that come with Usurp the Throne being, especially when you add Jabari Chieftain to it, that much easier to get than you add on M'Baku's leadership to this. I don't think there's a model in the game that stands up to this. Maybe, maybe Dormammu. And, and I'll tell you why. It's because Dormammu can push people out of range. <laughs> that's it. That's the, that's the reason why he'd be the only one that could maybe stand up to it. I, I, I think you, you've also missed the, the uh, also dream play on Killmonger. Uh, using this combination, if you're attacking somebody like a Hulk, it, you make that first attack, uh, Vibranium Weapons, with 9 die. And then your second attack, because of focused on the kill, you add two more, so it becomes an 11 die attack. Yeah, yeah. And which, by the way, you're is, building power for this whole thing. Oh, yeah. Um, but but the other the other great part about this card that we've just kind of glossed over a couple of times, M'Baku basically moves his movement speeds towards the character, which means you could potentially get him on a point to score it. Yeah. Yeah. Great. I mean... It's good. such a good card. It's a high power cost, relatively, but we've seen other effects that have a higher power cost, but are significantly less efficient than this. Where, like, this is a power cost that's bananas. It's, it's truly... This card, I, I, I will not undersell how powerful this card is and how when you're playing Wakanda, your your roster of 10 is going to include M'Baku. It's going to include all the Wakanda characters, right? All of them, maybe not Storm. But then your squad is probably going to include M'Baku, Killmonger, and Black Panther, and then maybe Shuri or Okoye, right? That's It's going to be a standard squad, I think. And then... Your tactics cards are going to be Wakanda Forever, Jabari Chieftain, if you have M'Baku in your squad, 
and usurp the throne if you have Killmonger in your squad. That's three out of your five tactics card slots that you bring into a game taken up automatically. And those are mm-hmm. three tactics cards that are so good that filling those other two slots with a healing card like Patch Up or Race for Impact, I mean, or Follow <laughs> Me even, Follow Me with this, like, I think oh, so Wakanda is about to be one of the strongest murdery affiliations in the game. When when they announced at Adepticon the new Wakanda characters that were coming, uh, I immediately went to uh, buy the Wakanda dice. <laughs> I'm <laughs> yeah. like, I'm like, this is gonna be good. Yeah, and, and this, I mean, and that's the thing. We have two other new Wakandan characters coming out later, either this year or next year, and this is this is nuts. And we haven't even gotten to the other tax cards yet. Spirit of Wakanda, also Wakandan card. It's also active. A Wakanda character may spend two power to play this card. The character that played this card may immediately use one of the following effects. All other allied characters within two of this character may remove two damage for themselves. All other allied characters within two of this character may remove all special conditions from themselves. Or all other allied characters within two of this character gain two power. Yeah, this, I mean, do we have four tactics cards that are going to just be in every Wakandan squad now? I mean, I, I, with this card, I already have my fifth tactics card basically stapled into my five cards. Uh, I mean, this is a very good, very versatile card. And again, we talked about, right, like spreading out. I think spreading out Wakanda is going to be the key if you're trying to play against them and, and just my off-the-rip hot take thought process on this is if you let them clump up, if you let them play Gamma, you're screwed. Yeah, you... I mean, they, they still really like Gamma, and with, with the inclusion of this card into your roster... It's 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 going to be real hard for me not to want to bring advanced R&D because turn one, first activation, pick a character, use this car or use advanced R&D to give that power to another character that they started with. So they start with two. You immediately pop Spirit of Wakanda, turn one, round one, and everyone has two power that's within two. Uh, it's everyone stupid. Everyone except for the person that played it and the one that sent it would actually have three three power. So I mean, you you, you activate somebody, you give Shuri two power. You you, you oh, yeah, it's gonna be so yeah, it's good. That's that's uh that's that's pretty legit. And uh, I think in your when you do something like that, you probably want to make sure you have a plan for how to use that power. But either e- even that. Like, that's awesome. Turn one opening. Cool. I've got all the power. I need to do whatever I want. But also, I think for the aspect of the healing, right? If you're playing on something clumped up, you're playing on something where Okoye has just been tanking some damage, sitting there, and you're able to get M'Baku through his knob carry attack close to Okoye, and he's taking a little damage, and then she can say, okay, cool, I'm going to pop this, and... Everybody around me is going to heal too. Like, I think that right there is huge. I mean, this is, it's a, it's a med pack on a stick, mm-hmm. you know? 
It's, it's also good into the Web Warriors teams uh, during their all webbed up turn. If you've got a bunch of characters that are surrounded by Web Warriors that are going to try and hurt them, you can use it to, to get rid of uh, the slow or playing into Drucker Hydra where they use they, they want to hit you with all the status effects. You, you could remove a bunch of status effects from people. Yeah, it's 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 it's, uh, it's a good card. It's it's pretty it's pretty good. It's it's definitely definitely in the roster. It's probably going to be in the five. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's it's for sure in the roster. And then I think that Wakanda might be one of those affiliations where you don't have to take a restricted card, I feel like. Where if you, I mean, don't get me wrong. I've said this before and I'll say it again. Brace for Impact is, I, I, it is my comfort blanket. It is something that I, I must have with me at all times. And if I don't, I feel naked and afraid. <laughs> but you know you can legitimately have wakanda forever spirit of wakanda jabari chieftain usurp the throne and maybe a versatile strategy in there or a vibranium shielding let's not forget that card exists because shuri sitting there and can spend up to x power and then it has a range of of X, however much she spends, and then people just get to reduce the damage suffered by one to a minimum of one. So, like, you're you're reducing the damage then, too. So, Vibranium Shielding is an oft-overlooked card, but it is a very good card. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. This is nuts. Wakanda just had the best glow-up I've seen for an affiliation in a long time. Vendors are currently crying right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this you're going to see when this box comes out, which I'm not exactly sure when the release date is. I think it's uh, in July. July 14th. Yeah. You're going to see Guardians and Wakanda. If you're playing in a competitive event, you will see them a lot. Yeah. Now that I mean this, this gives me tough choices. Do I take uh, Guardians or Wakanda to Nashcon? Well, you take Wakanda. I'll take Guardians, and there you go. We solved it. <laughs> uh, why not both? Just, just stop. It. Just that's that sounds terrible. It's a, what if you? What if you? What if my roster had five Wakandans and five Guardians in it? Be pretty nuts. That look. We can talk about roster building another time, but yeah, that sounds crazy. And please don't do that to me. Um, <laughs> I'm going to throw that in Mersane's dungeon. Do it, do it. Uh, so we do have one other tactics card that was revealed for this pack, and it's a claw-specific one, Supersonic Annihilator. It is an unaffiliated active card. During claw's activation, he may spend five power to play this card. Claw may use the attack shown above once this activation. So it does count as one of his attacks used for the activation. But it costs him five power. But when you hear this, you're going to be like, oh, oh. So, Super Sonic Shred is an energy attack with a range of A5. Area... Five. It's for six strength, so six dice on an area five attack. So it's not got the most potent dice per se, 
but you're hitting everybody. And it everybody. costs him the five power. And then it has a special effect. After each attack is resolved, if the attack dealt damage, the target character gains the stun special condition. So it's after damage is done, they would gain stun, which isn't as good as before, but still, stunning people, and with only six dice, you're not likely to take them out, but you're probably hitting the entire enemy team and your own team too. Yeah, and it's it's important to note that it says if the attack dealt damage, so um, I don't think it gives stun to your allies because you're not rolling attack die, but I'm not 100%. I'm I'm like 99% sure your allies will not be gaining the stun condition on this. That's one where we can double check and get back to you at a later date on that. But this is a cool card. I don't think it's necessarily one I would use competitively because I don't want to be damaging all of my own people. But it is going to be really cool to be like, okay, cool. Let me measure this range five around this character and drop all these dice into people. Yeah, and it's it's very thematic for him. Um, he's a very selfish character. You know, he's yes. all about him. He doesn't care about hurting his allies or his enemies. So yeah, it's 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 a good it's a good card. It's thematic, and it'll be definitely fun to play on a game night. It will be absolutely. So I love it. I I think this box and the the Cosmic Ghost Rider box are two of the best ones coming out that we've had in a while. Don't get me wrong, like. I'm I'm here for pretty much everything AMG does, but like this, this July release slate is so good. Yeah, yeah. I'm 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 glad that they didn't release anything this month. the The bank account was was looking a little low after uh, other purchases. So um, <laughs> next next month is. Next month is 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 going to be fun. It's it's definitely going to add at least two characters that I'm going to be playing a lot. Um, yeah, but probably all three. Yeah, yeah. I think all three are are pretty awesome characters. And uh, yeah, do you have anything else about Mbaku or Wakanda or these tactics cards before we uh, put the finishing touches on it here? No, that's a. That's that's it. Mbaku's great. Um, he's he's bringing lots of life back to uh, Wakanda, and I definitely think I'm uh, probably going to be potentially adding Storm in, so she can she can at least try and benefit from his leadership. Yeah, look, I mean, I think Storm, if she's able to get the lightning bolt out and shock people, and even if you think about Jabari Chieftain onto Storm, right? Like, obviously, I don't think it's the most efficient option per se. But being able to say, okay, Storm, you now get to roll six dice lightning strikes. Or if she has the power, she could potentially be rolling eight dice lightning bolts into people and shocking the entire other team. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm and here then, for it. Yeah, and uh, I, I, I think that, you know, for four power, her, her area two hurricane rolling seven die will also be nice. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's interesting that Storm, we didn't really talk about this. Do you feel like maybe that M'Baku opens up some play for Storm, or is she still kind of like that other character in the roster? Like you're going to have 
M'Baku, Black Panther, Shuri, Okoye, Killmonger, Set It, Forget It as your five core characters, do you feel like Storm is now like, yeah, yeah? I, I think so. Um, just because his he he wants to play aggressive, so, um, like like I had mentioned earlier, you know, does your opponent want to attack him or not? I I think, um, that that gives them another option. So maybe your opponents aren't like centering on Storm if she's on the table because she uh, appears to be a weaker character, uh, and she really likes she likes the leadership because most of the time when i play her she sits on a back point um mm-hmm. and if she gets pushed off of it you know it's she's not doing anything for me and his the first part of his leadership potentially prevents her from getting pushed off yeah yeah i think she's interesting i think it's an interesting thought i think the the five core characters no question but i think storm is one where there's some play there we'll we'll see if it opens up anything down the line, but I think that that's, that's a cool thing. But uh, Rob, I want to say again, thank you for joining me today and thank you for being the discord diva. No, that's not the right word. The, the dis- discord dad, discord dad. There you go. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm discord dad, discord daddy. <laughs> I, uh, I really appreciate that. And um, where can people find you out there? Uh, primarily in the house party protocols, discord server. Um, I'm in a bunch of the other ones. I just don't really talk a whole lot. Um, just a lot of the other ones are mainly focused on, you know, tactics, tactics, tactics. And (laughs) we, we goof off a lot in the HPP discord. So, um, it's during the work day. It's always fun to be able to pull up the, the discord channel and, and see what everyone's talking about. Yeah, yeah, look, I uh, I say it every episode and I'll say it again. It's my favorite place on the internet and we we do goof off quite a bit, but you know, if you do want that tactical discussion that is to be had in the HPP Discord as well and it's uh, it's just a wonderful time. And if you would like to know how to get access to that, check out patreon.com/houseparty-protocol for as little as a dollar a month or 12 bucks a year. You can come and support the show and get access to the Discord. And like I said, best place on the internet. I'm going to be doing a giveaway over there in the month of July for these new models. And it's just going to be Discord only for this one just because I really want to specifically give back to that community because they give me so much. And not just from like the monetary part of it. Like that, that's awesome. I love it. It goes back into the show. But I just, really appreciate the time and the community and all of that stuff. So I want to give back in that way. And then uh, by the end of June, we should have some merch updates because I've uh, finally gotten to where things have slowed down a little bit for me and we should be getting some new merch juiced up and ready to go for everybody. And, having a a fun time with that. And then, um, yeah, also make sure to check out battle Kiwi. So I have their MCP box, but also on the way is their Shatterpoint box, which if you haven't checked it out, make sure to go look at their websites, battle Kiwi. There's a link in the description. Just Google battle Kiwi. I think it's battle Kiwi.com, but just Google battle Kiwi. It'll come up and their stuff's awesome. 
They're in New Zealand. So you would think, oh my gosh, super expensive and all that stuff. It's very affordable, way more affordable than it first looks when you put everything in the cart because it's in New Zealand dollars. But check them out and use the promo code PARTYKIWI, all one word, PARTYKIWI, and you can get 10% off your first order with them. And look, I'm not above saying it. If you have a, a group of friends that want to all get together for one order and maybe you've used your code word already, maybe another friend hasn't and tell them to use that code word. Snake somebody's code word. If they're not interested in anything that they have, be like, hey, um, can I borrow your password, uh, your, your super, not password, but your code word for the discount? All that stuff, man. Like, I love those guys over there and they make a great product. So I want to show them as much love as possible. And they don't sponsor the show or anything. It's just a cool thing that they have done. So, uh, yeah. Also, I think the last thing I want to say is if you have the option, leave a review on your podcast platform of choice. It helps other people find their way to House Party Protocol. And it uh, helps the podcast platforms keep recommending us because, uh, yeah, I, I hope you like what I do here. I certainly appreciate your time with me and all of that stuff. And I think that's everything I've got. With that, party on, Rob. Party on, Garth. <laughs> and power down suits. <laughs>